Welcome to 7 Days to Play, your weekly mobile gaming review program. I am Sam. And I'm Edwin. Each week we challenge one another to play a new mobile game, and this week it fell to me and I chose Giant Dancing Plushies. Giant Dancing Plushies. Uh, It is exactly what you would think. It's a game full of giant (laughs) dancing plushies. Would you say these plushies are actually dancing or moseying? Mm, I don't, yeah, you're right. I don't think they're dancing. They're moseying. I'd say they're more shuffling. It's more like me on the dance floor, like uh, nervously (laughs) on your way to the bar to foot. Yeah, trying to. (laughs) Before we get started on talking more about dancing, giant dancing plushies, can you please read me the App Store description? I would love to. Giant Dancing Plushies is a light rhythm game rooted in the joy of simply dancing. Help your adorable, peculiar music lovers, Kaiju, conquer the planet. Dancing! Unlock your giant plushies, upgrade them with a bunch of abilities, and make them unstoppable. Play fast missions or compete in infinite levels to get rewards, unlock places to go, and get the resources to improve your deadly weapons of mass cuteness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that warranted a laugh, but yeah, very yes. Okay. Uh, you can dance with the in-game music or, or play it with any music source. Use the music rhythm as a reference to stay in a regular beat and feel the fun of dancing. There it is, the fun of dancing uh, in any place with your favorite music. A perfect gaming companion for your music app, asterisk. This game doesn't process any external audio source. In some game modes, the user can use different audio sources, external or internal, as a way of keeping to a regular beat. And that is Giant Dancing Plushies. Giant Dancing Plushies is a 2021 game from Dabadoo Games, uh, based in Barcelona, distributed by Rogue, uh, and is, as they say, a rhythm game. Is rhythm game a genre of game? Rhythm game is a genre of game. That like it. So stuff like Guitar Hero or uh, Dance Dance Revolution or... uh, What's that Korean one? To the Max or something like that? Those are all rhythm games. Um, even your favorite game. Parappa the Rappa, I'd say, <laughs> is a rhythm game. Spin block kick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, Parappa the Rappa. Yes. <laughs> That's a great game. Uh, I wish, I, wish I, I was able to. I think, hmm. I should mm. look into how I can, I can play it legally. Because I'd like to play that game legally once again. Um, here we go. Yep. Okay. Now I I just I was trying out something in the game and I'm reminded why uh I cannot wait to get to the bad parts oh of boy. this game. <laughs> so tell me about giant dancing plushies, Edwin. What is this? This is a rhythm game, but what exactly are we doing in this rhythm game? Well, you play as the as a titular giant dancing plushie uh and as a kaiju which is a word i've learned in the subsequent seven days thank you sam um which is largely a city destroying monster of epic proportions uh your job is to dance 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 your way through the city streets uh destroying i guess cops is that what you <laughs> or the army or these pesky humans who are trying to enforce Some the rule of military war. force right. right uh that are trying to get in the way of your fun and your speedy footwork 
uh, as you dance down the streets, uh, destroying their barricades, their cars, their tanks. Uh, you can do little bonus moves. I believe you can shoot lasers from your eyes uh, as long as you are up to three blocks away to destroy anything there. Um, uh, and just keep moving to the beat. There is an accuracy bonus, so uh, the mechanic is really you swipe down, uh, and that moves your giant dancing plushie to dance. Um, so really it's a keeping the rhythm, swipe down with your thumb, um, get that uh, carpal tunnel syndrome going real nice, uh, to stay in the beat, uh, crush cars. It's a little bit... I feel like there's a mechanic of like lane swapping and jumping like you've got to in addition to keeping the beat you do need to think about how to kind of maximize combos like if you can crush two cars and then a tank that'll give you a little bonus uh we're much much like ronaldio cristiano ronaldio's kick and run where right. you're on or like subway surfers and yep. you to move around uh so there's kind of an element of that um but that really really is it dance to the beat crush the cars have fun I think every level has like a certain objective, right? Like one level could just be gain this much energy in which you have to find items that have like the little electricity symbol. And as long as you get 10 of them, then that is your main mission for that map. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the map is over. Otherwise they might be like destroy 10 tanks or something like that. And the mission and like that level isn't over until you try and destroy 10 tanks. Um, and yeah, that's it. Like, you know, each level is a little bit different, but roughly I feel it's, it's in the same like sort of cityscape. Unless down the line, you open up a new city, which I haven't gotten to that point yet. But yeah, it's very straightforward. You know, if you're familiar with games, like you said, like Ronald, Ronaldo's, <laughs> Ronaldo's, hello, it's me, Ronaldo Soccer, uh, or Subway Surfers or Temple Run or Minion Rush. Oh you know, like these are all very similar types of games where you go down a lane and then you have to switch lanes mm. to find success. But the good thing, like you said, about this game is that it has this like rhythm component. Um, I only found like one other game that kind of has this like, well, maybe like two. Um, one is where you have to like move to the beat. Otherwise, it penalizes you. Um, move your feet to the beat. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, one game that comes to mind is Crypt of the Necrodancer, where you know you have to move, like swipe or like move in the direction of this beat. And you know uh, what's really interesting is that the the bad guys also move into the beat, so Aww. you have to understand what their patterns are. And it's a very difficult game. It's very simple, uh, simple looking, but it's very difficult and actually quite fun. Um. So that's one. Another one is Beat Sneak Mission. Beat Sneak Mission <laughs> is also... I think they made a mobile version of it. Uh, Beat Sneak Bandit, sorry. Beat Sneak Bandit. And that one is also kind of similar. Um, it's an, also an I, iOS game where you kind of have to move to the beat mm-hmm. in order to like sneak around. It has like this nice little, you know, nice music, nice like spy beatnik kind of music Mm. um and yeah that's it's not a new concept but to have it in like this minion rush style three lane highway thing is something that i haven't really seen before i thought it was a a nice little addition to what would normally be like a pretty stale format Mm. one thing that i couldn't help noticing 
you know, with my trained game journalist eye, now that we've been doing this for 170-odd episodes, uh, was that it definitely felt like this game was designed to be free to play, just through the sheer number right. of power-up mechanics, leveling up, coin collecting, etc., etc., daily bonuses. Um, you, you, you name that monetization strategy, and it's right here. Yet, mm-hmm. maybe they thought, but it seems like the last minute they pivoted to, oh, no, it's just a one-off. Uh, I think it's five ninety nine in the Apple App Store. Yeah, uh, and not a cheap game. Like five ninety nine is definitely up there in terms of price points for games. But it's interesting to see that it felt like at the last minute they changed their strategy to yeah. uh, move away from a free to play with monetization to a premium pay up front game. Yeah, which and I don't it know was really interesting. interesting I totally yeah. Do, do you yeah, think that I totally the see gameplay? that as well. I think it does affect the gameplay. I mean, when you build your whole game around this, you know, ability to unlock after you played it sometime, it makes sense from a monetization standpoint because you kind of want to, like, save that monetization bucket until you really need it. But then that becomes the goal of why you're playing a free game. Whereas if you've already paid for the game, I'm wondering why these things are unlocked or like or or locked in front of me Mm -hmm. Um, and then just have it based on XP, which it just seems like it's a time sink at that point. So I don't know, like it seems like like you're right. It's obvious. it, It seems very obvious like this was made for a free to play and monetized game. And then they it seems like they kind of like took that component out and tried to make it as seamless as possible. But yeah, I felt I felt the worst of both worlds, Edwin. <laughs> I felt like one, I had to pay for it, which I don't mind paying for it. But you know, when you pay for things, you expect a certain experience and to be and to have that experience <laughs> feel like a monetization app didn't feel good. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Uh, endless clicking, unlocking, uh, opening the chests, collecting the right. I don't know, coins, etc. Yeah, um, yeah. I think you know. Overall, like the game is super cute. I think there are lots of things that I really like about it. Um, so, why don't we get on to the mm. three by three, Edwin? That sounds like it. Three dance moves and three trip over on your way to the bar moves <laughs> <laughs> so i think the first thing my my first good point is that the dance moves are super cute they like are. when you're seeing the plushy dance it's like does this like little walk and it's like you know doing like oh listen, cute little listen, walk. If only you can see what sam is doing right now <laughs> that alone it's is really worth picking this game <laughs> It's really adorable the way like the big huge bear walks down doing like this little strut moves and waving its arms around. Um, And that part's really cute. And I like the fact that there is kind of a a beat aspect to it that you have to like move across. And I think for that unique element, I think it's definitely worth checking out. Agreed. Uh... The music is pretty good. The music is pretty good. Mm, that was one of the things I struggled with. I felt that was ooh, right. that was tough. Uh, okay, looks know. like we have to then move on to the three bad points, the three tripping over. Because honestly, I like I think that was like the only aspect of this game that I actually enjoyed. Oh dear, it's just yeah. that the dance moves. Yeah, I mean, in theory, I like the idea of being able to uh, use your own music, um, but uh, I 
did not get to that point. Because I think that is actually yeah. also unlockable as well. Um, that was really surprising. I mean, if you're going to tout that as one of the main features that I was actually excited about, I was yeah. very Put some color disheartened in there. to see that it was blocked off by XP and not like a small amount of XP where you can like immediately experience it. It's very you, odd. You need 2,750 XP? <laughs> right. And I think you only get like 300 to 400 XP per round or something like that. That's true. Yeah. Actually, how much XP do I have right now? Oh, I'm not even sure. Impossible to see. Unclear at this time. Uh, well, you're right, Sam. Let us get on to the bad points. And I will go first. Um, the mechanic to dance is is not tap, as you may expect, because I guess there is a directionality to it because you can sidestep from lane to lane. But that does mean that your main action is a, is a little thumb swipe down. And maybe my hands are just getting old. I'm an aging human, rapidly advancing to middle age. And this was not fun on my thumbs. No fun for thumbs, mm-hmm. I would say. I've, like, I felt, I don't know, it does, after a while, I kind of stopped because I was like, oh, this does not feel good on my little thumb. I mean, I suppose I could, I know you're a big, you're a thumb, you're, you're a big fan of the two thumb action. Um, but yeah, yeah I, even then I, that motion didn't feel good to me. Right. Um, I feel like if that's going to be your main gameplay element, there needs to be very clear signals that you're either doing really good or really bad. And sure there's a little indicator on the lower left-hand corner that says, like, perfect, like, your timing is great. Mm -hmm. But I feel like they could have done so much more with the haptics uh, in terms of actually letting you know when the beat is happening with just using Mm -hmm. the actual haptics as a beat. Because the other thing is, um, you know, what happens to people that are playing this without headphones or without audio? It makes it completely unplayable. Um, and I felt like that As was... As I found out very quickly. <laughs> right. Very <laughs> short-sighted by the, the game developers to not include any sort of way to play this without audio. Well, I mean, um, I, said, I think in some ways it's... Like, if you're buying a rhythm dancing game, I think you could argue that there's an expectation that, yes, you're going to be having some kind of music going, but uh, I would have liked a way not to play it. Even like Guitar Hero... You can totally play it without actually listening to it, just because like the visual cues are so good. I can't bear to listen to Wonderwall another time. Mute. <laughs> right. Yeah, so I feel like they could have done something very visual or just like make it totally, you know, clear that you're doing things correctly or make that window of your finger swiping a little bit more forgiving or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. It just made the gameplay not as fun. Because one, they were too critical. Two, it was really hard to get the signal of when the actual right beats were at which point. And speaking of the music, I did not really enjoy the soundtrack. <laughs> um, I think, Sam, maybe you liked it a little more than I did, but uh, I did. I struggled with, with that music. Um, I don't know. If I were to be critical of it, I felt like it didn't... It had a touch of library music to it. Like it wasn't mm. either like disco it wasn't enough actually made or by either, or it yeah, it didn't right. have a 
strong genre identity to it, which I guess maybe <laughs> they were just like, oh, it's a thing that everyone could like, but it wasn't really disco enough. It wasn't really right. house enough, and it wasn't really like EDM or. I guess even slightly like, I don't know. It just didn't really sound like No, but this is a really good point, right? (laughs) I think if you're going to make a music-based game, like I think probably need to do a little bit of due diligence to either get someone who knows a little bit about music to make the music feel good, right? Oh boy, aren't we going to feel embarrassed if we look at the credits and, oh, it was made by Avicii. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) nope, he's dead. They brought him back from beyond the grave, Sam, and they got Avicii to make this music. (laughs) Right, I would not be surprised if it was like David Guetta. I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, that's <laughs> that's on par with David Guetta music. Oh, but uh, yeah, I think I would have liked a little bit more um, commitment to a genre rather than try to be a little bit. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the music didn't jive with me. That kind of turned me off. Even if I didn't like it, I just felt even if it went like totally opposite and be um, like I don't know dubstep or something. I'd... <laughs> What is that? That's probably yeah. something from the 2000s that kids don't listen to anymore. Uh, what do kids listen to nowadays? Uh, some kind of... Shuffle? Uh, no, not shuffle. Um. <laughs> oh, God. Sam, we're so old. Uh, but either way... It's just TikTok music, right? Right. <laughs> right. Some sea sh- if there was like sea shanties, uh, I'd be like, fine. I, at least you've got some <laughs> like direction. Whereas here, they didn't feel like they had a commitment or a perspective on what the music should be. But I think you're touching on something that I feel is generally all throughout the app. It's, it kind of feels half finished. It kind of feels half baked, right? Like I like this idea of this rhythm based game, but the core mechanics seems a little bit half baked, just kind of like barely doing its job. You know, the music just kind of feels like it's barely doing its job. The UI, especially, I feel like it's just barely doing its job. Like there are certain parts where I expect there to be a button, but there's no button. Like, especially after you finish a level, like Mm. they're normally like all the progression buttons are like right down in the middle and center. But for some reason for the XP bar, you have to tap on that location of where your XP is in order for it to increase. And you can't progress through the rest of the screens without tapping that little location of where your XP is. Mm. It's just little things like that that I found like scratching my head. Um and yeah, it just didn't feel like cohesive. My last bad point, um, as hard as like, I mean, the game mechanics, yes. Uh, st- some of that stuff, you know, like being on the beat, like it could be kind of like, okay, maybe I wasn't on the beat when I did that swipes and that's fun. And you can like just go through with it. But there are some moments where like, I couldn't tell which ones were the bad trucks or which ones were the trucks that I had to destroy and which trucks were civilian trucks, which then penalized you. Uh, And then all of a sudden, like your bear just dies. And I'm like, why did my bear just die? Like, I didn't even know that I had hit points uh, and (laughs) it was getting hit. Until it's too late. Exactly. Um, There was just like, I don't know, like I didn't get enough feedback on what exactly I was doing uh, to, to really enjoy this game. Sam, what is your final seven-day rating for Giant Dancing Plushies? Two out of seven days. Mm-hmm. I did try a long time for those two days, but yeah, on the third day, I was about to open it up, and I was like, nah, you know what? I, I, don't, I don't feel like opening this up. I'm okay with not opening this up. 
I really like the idea of it. I do think it's a steep curb to pay five ninety nine for trying out something that feels like a free to play game. So I don't know if I can recommend this as well. It's a three day for me. I think if your music tastes are different to mine, and God, I hope they are, because mine are terrible. Um, but yeah, if your music tastes are better <laughs> than mine, then I think there is some enjoyment to be had from this. Um, worth checking out, but you're right, it is tricky. It is tough to recommend a premium game um, for people, just as a blanket recommendation. But if you like dancing games, if you like mid middle-of-the-road, nondescripts, <laughs> electronic music then take a look if you like david getter check it out (laughs) do you hear that that's the sound of thousands of listeners leaving seven days to play to go listen to david getter instead (laughs) um okay that was not a free-to-play game that felt like a free-to-play game uh so i will be recommending a free-to-play game that feels like a free-to-play game uh edwin okay what are your thoughts on Murder, she wrote. Murder, she wrote. Um, like, I don't think I really know what it is. I know it's a long-running TV show, mm-hmm. but other than that, I don't think I've ever seen it. Or Does really the name Angela Lansbury mean anything to you? Is she the writer of the murder? No. <laughs> it's actually... <laughs> has nothing. This game has nothing to do with Angela Lansbury. It's like Murder, She Wrote was just one of those... TV shows that has a uh, that has a place in my heart for some reason, okay. um, but the reason why I bring up Angela Lansbury and her amazing role in Murder She Wrote is because this game has that vibe, and I kind of really it seems like it's something that I might really dig. Um, this is Edwin. You have seven days to play. Small town murders match three. Oh. Small Town Murders, colon, match three. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> okay, well, that makes a lot more... <laughs> Let me read you the, the tagline. Yep, do it. Crime and mystery, detective game. <laughs> it does say, see that right there on the tin. Is this sort of one of these things where if this was a real town, it would have the highest murder rate of any populated area in the world? Right. So <laughs> the reason why I bring up murder she wrote is because uh, Angela Lansbury in the show is just like this writer who writes these murder mystery novels. Okay, so she wrote the murder. Right. And then all of a sudden all these murders are actually happening around her and she's somehow always dragged into the case solving it with the detective uh, for some reason. Yeah, death just follows her around and I think this ran for like seven seasons and 24 episodes per season so that's a lot of murders that she's actually caused by That's being in the vicinity of. I see, I see. Okay. And they have recreated that feeling in game form. And also matching yeah. three somehow. That seems curious. I am intrigued yeah. to see how they managed to combine murder and match three. Me too. Um, but okay, it's to gotten out. some good reviews, so I want to check it out. Uh, murder, she wrote 12 seasons, 264 episodes. Yikes. That's a lot of murder. That's lots and lots of murders. That is an awful lot of murders. If there's one per episode, which I imagine there is. Right. <laughs> no, she's definitely not a suspect. She's just an innocent murder novelist. <laughs> a murder novelist? Is that the word? <laughs> but, but she's been 
in the vicinity of 250 murders. Shush. She's my friend. <laughs> All right, Sam. Uh, I will play Murder, She Wrote, Match 3. No, what's nope. it called? <laughs> it's called Small Town Murders, colon, Match mm. 3. Okay. I feel like the British equivalent of Murder, She Wrote is Midsummer Murders, which I think is similar, similar deal. Small Town oh, Murders. I don't know if there's a novelist involved, though. Maybe it's just the local police detective. Um, but Midsummer I think it's a Murders. Yeah, there's a bazillion of them. Not to be confused with Angela Lansbury is a British actor, though. Mm. It's confusing, isn't it? It is. Okay. Interesting. Um, Edwin, before we go, do you have a thing of the week? I have got new glasses. All the better to see (gasps) you with. Mm. And also, I get to do the move of pulling down slightly and looking over the top of my looking over the top of the rim. (laughs) That's a good. That's a good move. Um, All of that to say. I have been wearing glasses a little bit more. Eyesight is fine, but just being able to actually see things, that's really good. People who really wear glasses would laugh at my prescription because it's like, these are just a big up, these are like clear lenses. But no, they are doing something, let me tell you. Uh, I am walking around with a mask and glasses. Sam, have you tried to do this mask and glasses look? I've tried mask and sunglasses look. Mm -hmm. And uh, do you suffer from the dreaded fog? I do not, because I have very nice masks. Well, that and I have a very flat nose. So <laughs> I don't get that that oh. little peep where the air goes back up, right? It just oh, falls Voldemort flat on my face. Voldemort must be great at wearing a mask. Yeah, Voldemort. Yeah. He can wear any mask and nice. have no problems when he wears glasses. Can you imagine Voldemort with glasses? <laughs> you definitely need the low bridge option. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah fogging up is 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 a, is a real problem for me um yes you are right if you have some masks have the little wired nose piece which me can get like a tighter seal uh, that can help um but i was looking around for another solution because i have a few masks that don't have that nose piece and i found something called fog defender kit Ooh. which sounds like a bunch of bs fog Fog dispend, div- <laughs> God damn it! Fog defender spray, mm. um, and I was like, "Sure, I'm a sucker. I buy any old crap off the internet," uh, and I did. It is from Zeiss, so like they're a reputable brand. Yeah, and let me tell they you, they make Sam, good lenses for cameras. This works really well. Ah, I it it does actually what it says. It has defended against fog on my glasses. Um, I think it's like eight dollars. You get a little a little spray a little uh, microfiber towel, um, a little spritz of this on the inside before I go outside for my daily podcast walk. Mm. No fog. I don't know how to do it. I really want to know the science behind it. I'm sure there's a YouTube video explaining yeah. how this works or something, but um, it probably turns out, oh, it's just apple cider vinegar. Spit. Everything is apple cider vinegar <laughs> these days. But I think it's also used like if you're a snowboarding or a scubaing or any kind of other sport beginning with an S that requires goggles. Mm. Um, maybe they have that same same problem, but it worked. I was very shocked that it worked. I thought I, I think I was thinking like this is obviously BS. The best I'm going to get out of it is oh, slightly clean lenses. Um, but no, it works. Nice. There you go. If you have glasses and you're getting that fog problem, try mm. fog defender spray. That's right. When you wrote fog defender, fog defender system or something like that in yes. in the doc 
I thought it was a game that you were playing. Like, <laughs> like, like tower it's... defense. Like, tower defense. The but fog is fog. coming, Sam. Isn't that a John Carpenter movie? The Fog? I think it might be. The Fog is a John Carpenter movie, mm. I believe. They could have used that. Either that. They could have used the Defender the Spray. Mist. No, The Mist doesn't sound menacing enough. It's The Unless Fog. Unless it's with a Y. Right. <laughs> it's mystical. Uh, but yeah, they could have used the, this spray in that movie. Not seen it, but totally. I'm sure there's a menacing fog. They could just probably want a bigger bottle, though, rather than the, the <laughs> tiny one that you have. Spoop, spoop. Yeah. <laughs> My thing of the week is, do you like apples, Edwin? What would you say... <laughs> what would sorry, you say is your favorite type of apple? I am quite partial to a pink lady. Mm. Or maybe a royal gala. Mm. If you like gala, you probably like Fuji. Because I feel like they're kind of similar. Fuji is higher in the... What is it? There's a scale. Like the uh, the bricks. It's called the brick scale when it comes to apple sweetness. Gala is pretty high up. But uh, Fuji apples are actually like at a 17% on the brick scale. As opposed to... Why is there a scale like for everything? 12 or something. <laughs> Well, how do you how are you spelling but, bricks? Because I am now getting scale model bricks on Etsy, which is not exactly what I'm looking for. B R I X. Oh, oh, named after Johnny Bricks, who loved apples. Of course, who loved apples. Johnny Bricks Appleseed. Oh, it is um, the sugar content of an aqueous solution. <laughs> <laughs> Brick scale but, apples. Okay. So I would say my favorite apples have been Fuji, or if I go to Korea, like just a default Korean apples, which I think is a variety of the the Fuji apple. Um, but Fuji's are, have like this very sweet honey, like flavor, mm-hmm. uh, that I'm very, part- they're very crunchy as well, which I really like. Um, and very juicy, but <laughs> is this so, an advert for Fuji apple, Sam, as it turned out, this is going to be your new startup. No, Fuji my thing of the week service. is not the Fuji apple. Okay. It's actually the Kiku apple. <laughs> have you heard of the Kiku apple? I have not. No. So the Kiku apple, uh, has it was discovered in 1990 by oh. a Louis Braun, who is an Italian apple grower. And I really want to know how you discover an apple, but yes. he he happened. See, okay, so here's the really interesting thing. This is why this is my thing of the week, Edwin. Okay, he happened to be in like an apple orchard in Japan, a Fuji <laughs> apple orchard in Japan, just looking oh, around, you know, okay. like having a good time, As you, maybe yeah. picking some apples. I'll be having a good know, time. Yeah, having eating them drop. off the tree. And he happened to manage a sport. Do you know what a sport is, Edwin? God, there's so much, I'm learning so much about apples. I have no idea what a sport is. A sport happens Just occasionally where it's essentially like a muted, like a, it's a mutant of that tree, right? So amongst a tree of apples, one will look fairly different, whether like the skin type will be different or like the size will be different. And those are considered a sport, right? Because it's, it's kind of like one out of a thousand apple that the tree grows, one is going to be different. Mm. So this apple grower, Louis Brown, noticed a sport on this one particular Fuji apple tree and he picked it. He, he got the branch off of it. Apparently he got the rights off of it, but I like to think it was kind of like the, you know, the movie French Kiss where he smuggles the grapevine I'm not from familiar. France to America or something like that. I'm not uh, familiar. Wait, you didn't watch French Kiss? Um, With Meg Ryan and Kevin Klein, where Kevin Klein does the worst French accent in the world, but still manages to 
<laughs> I will say none of this is enticing me to watch it, Sam. <laughs> okay, okay, back to the apples. Um, and so he he managed, he noticed it, got the rights to it, uh, grew it out, and now it's in production. Right? And there are only certain places that are allowed to make the Kiku apple. I have so many questions. Uh, but it's prevalently available in the U.S., uh, but they're delicious. They're kind of like the offshoot of a Fuji apple, but I would say they have a different, like a slightly different flavor profile. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're delightful. I would recommend you checking them out. Well, you can get four pounds of them at uh, of Kiku apples at Sam's Club, apparently. Yeah. How do you eat your apples? I cut them in quarters and then uh, cut out the core. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I peel the skin, but sometimes I don't. That is fair. You're not you're not a hand apple kind of person. I do sometimes eat it by the hand, but you know, I feel like then you're left with like a core that you you know, you know I don't know, like just seems what? messy. Whereas if you just this? pre-cut out the core with a knife, um, yeah, I'm not the type that would you know eat an apple with a knife and then slowly carve out the apple as whenever you take a bite, like one of those bad guys in <laughs> in spy movies. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> oh. okay i will keep an eye out for a kiku apple see if that's in my uh local produce hipster brooklyn store they probably probably Check it is. Out. sounds like it is probably is. yeah i never i kind of when i had adult braces that just meant that all kind of hand fruit is suddenly out the door like now this is like you just can't eat an apple um right so i feel like i kind of waned off apples at that point and i never really got back on the apple cart um or wagon, if you will. Um, mm. Yeah, okay. But uh, yeah, I'd, I'm like you. I'd be a quarter quarter person and then uh, carve out the core. Oh, yeah, it's just little fruit more knife, sensible. A little paring knife. A little appling is. knife, as I ought to call it. Not to be familiar with the carved apple as you eat knife, mm-hmm. oh, which is usually like a switchblade, yeah. right? <laughs> yes. That's been something, a little bit of, uh, bit of menace to it for it to really work. <laughs> and that is our show join us as we take the next seven days to play murder, murder she wrote <laughs> small town murders match three small town murder yeah small town murder match three if you have a game suggestion or would like to tweet at us you can at seven days to play on twitter follow us on instagram and twitter at seven days to play that's what i just said and seven days to play seven days to play, seven days to play. Seven days to play.